I am doing currently is called direct primary care. So it's basically for those who want to have the concierge style medicine, but you are it's not quite as expensive and it makes it more accessible to a lot more people. And so we have it is a membership based practice where you pay a membership fee, but we're not also billing insurance. So we're not also having co-pays and you're not paying for every strep test and you're not paying for, you know, if your kiddo falls and needs stitches or something, that's all included within the membership fee. So that anything that is done in the office is covered. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama and 30. I'm Bailey. And I'm Carrie. And the Messy Mom Podcast is all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health and wellness, infertility, mom guilt, and of course, the craziness that comes with raising a family. So if you would like to live on this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review as this helps other mamas learn to embrace the messy with us. So get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's get started. Hey, mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. You have myself, Bailey, and we actually have a guest for you this week. Woohoo. Yes, yes. It's not a whole podcast about myself. (laughs) <laughs> Which I think a lot of people enjoyed that. You actually wouldn't believe the amount of DMs that I got. Of, like, I didn't know Carrie moved to Florida and homeschooled her kids. Like, that's so interesting. Like, when did she decide to do that? So there was actually a lot of uh, talk behind your back that you didn't oh, know about. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> all good things. All good yeah. things. So I'm in Florida. And if you haven't listened, go back and listen to the episode we released last time. Yeah. But today we are back to all things health and wellness. And so our guest that we brought onto the podcast is her name's Elizabeth Bowen. She is a certified nurse practitioner in pediatrics, and she has a concierge medicine uh, business called Your Corner Pediatrics. Um, She is based in Indianapolis. We kind of talked through that or in Indiana. So she kind of services that area. But we brought her on because we were just talking about how, you know, you hear the name concierge and like Bailey and I were talking about, you kind of think of like, well, that's for old people, right? It's <laughs> that that's like it's like old, old rich people. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say dollar signs. You hear dollar signs. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So just a really great conversation. She came on and kind of educated us on their model and how P- she's specialized in pediatrics. So I was, you know, hell but we were just talking about how awesome this would be for Bailey in her life stage. Like how, you know, how nice would it have been, at least I think, you know, when you're a new mom with this newborn and you go to all these checks, these weekly checks, and you have so many questions and you can't really just text your doctor, but you know, when concierge medicine, you absolutely can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also called direct care. So if you are not in the Indianapolis area, she if you listen, if you continue to listen, which hopefully you do talks about how this is actually becoming a lot more popular all over the United States. And you can simply just Google direct care practice, you know, around me, pediatrics, or even for yourself, and that there will be some that will pop up. So it's not just Indiana that this is happening. (laughs) No, it's everywhere. That's what I was just saying. It is a movement. 
since I've moved to Florida, I was kind of asking my resources around here, like, I need, you know, I need a doctor for myself. I need a pediatrician. And one of the referrals actually said like concierge direct care, which was interesting because we were, we just brought Elizabeth on to kind of talk about it. But definitely interesting. Even if you hear the word concierge and you're like, you know, do you don't think you have any interest in it or you think it's like crazy expensive and something you never do? That's kind of what, why Elizabeth really wanted to come on and discuss too is to get that stereotype about concierge being expensive. This direct care model is very affordable. Mm-hmm. And it it honestly could be cheaper. Uh, if you have a child who you are constantly going and doing co-pays and visits, I could see where it would actually be a cheaper model. But with that aside, it's it's very affordable. And if, for those of you who are like trying to really take charge and be very involved in your health and you want that access to a physician, such a good way, especially for kids. I feel like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but like you have so many questions about kids, even if they're healthy kids, it's like, they're always doing something weird and random that you're like, I don't know, is that normal? Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Bailey's experiencing that phase too. Yeah. And I haven't, while we're recording this, I haven't had the baby yet, but hopefully by the time this comes out, actually, I know by the time that this drops, this baby will be be here. So we'll have a little baby <laughs> nugget and we'll get to know the name. Yeah. Yay. But yeah, so it was a really great episode. I learned a lot about direct care. Elizabeth was awesome to have on. Just a wealth Mm. of knowledge. So listen, listen in. We learned a lot. We thought it was a great topic and we hope you do as well. Hey, Elizabeth, welcome to the Messy Mom podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. We were really, this is a really cool topic just because I think it's, I don't know, not a new concept, at least for me, but it is for pediatric care. So when Bailey brought it up, I was like, this is such a good topic. People are going to be very intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely up and coming in the pediatric world, which I'm so glad to see. So I'm excited to be here and just kind of educate people about what it is and how it can help them and their family and make everybody's lives easier. So, For sure. Before we jump into all things concierge medicine, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Anything you want to share? Schooling, family, hobbies, kids, pets? <laughs> sure. All the things you want. Things. <laughs> yeah. So I am married and I have two kids. They are five and six here in Indianapolis. We also have a dog and three cats and a koi pond and a fish tank oh, wow. and a bullfrog. At one point we had a pet lobster. So we're kind of zoo <laughs> over. Yeah. Now. You have lots of things you're taking care of. Yeah. Half <laughs> of these things were acquired during the pandemic. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's fun, busy family life. I was actually born and raised on the East Coast, but my mom is from Indianapolis. And I came out here after college and I've been here for a little while now. And it's it's been a nice change of pace. I love how family friendly Indianapolis is. Mm-hmm. And I initially, when I was here, I was working at Peyton Manning Children's Hospital and I was in the NICU initially. And then I was in pediatric sleep medicine. And then I went into primary care and then ended up opening this practice along with one of my colleagues who is amazing. She's also a pediatric nurse practitioner and was one of my mentors when I started out. So it kind of all came full circle and it's been really great. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've kind of been in a little bit of everything, it sounds like, as far as medical is concerned, which is great because I think that allows you to work with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. 
and just know a lot of different things, which is pretty cool. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for all my prior experiences because it did introduce me. I worked in a lot in a specialty office at Peyton Manning, which is, you know, I had to work alongside a lot of other NPs and physicians there and all the other specialty offices. So it kind of gives you this wonderful base knowledge and contacts for that matter that really help me currently in the practice that I'm running now. So yeah, definitely. I can see where that would all come together really nicely. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, what can you just talk about what is concierge medicine and how it is different from traditional pediatric care today, specifically around pediatrics? Sure. I actually want to bring up that there are three different distinctions. So, you know, you okay. have your typical traditional pediatric office, which is what I think the majority of people at this point use. And it's a it's what we call a fee for service practice. So those pediatricians or providers get paid based on a service in office that was completed. And then they will bill insurance and insurance will give them some sort of reimbursement for what, whatever they decide is what that physician or provider should get. And so you basically get paid for doing something, right? Whereas with concierge medicine, which you see a lot in the adult world, you kind of pay a retainer almost like, you, like you're keeping a lawyer on, but instead of having a lawyer, it's your medical provider. And they're also typically billing insurance. So you're still going to have your co-pays and your fee for service going on and they're using your insurance, but you're also paying like a membership fee on top of that. And then what I am doing currently is called direct primary care. So it's basically for those who want to have the concierge style medicine, but you are, it's not quite as expensive and it makes it more accessible to a lot more people. And so we have, it is a membership based practice where you pay a membership fee, but we're not also billing insurance. So we're not also having co-pays and you're not paying for every strep test and you're not paying for you know, if your kiddo falls and needs stitches or something, that's all included within the membership fee. So that anything that is done in the office is covered. Oh. We can use insurance for certain things like vaccines because they can be expensive. So we can bill your insurance for that. But that has no, like we don't get paid for that, if that makes sense. So things like imaging or specialty labs or vaccines, we can use your insurance if you want to, but we don't have to. So interesting. Yes. That does make it very cool. Yeah. And so the whole goal of this is that you're kind of taking the middlemen out, right? So the way I try to explain this is in a previous practice, you know, we could see 30, 40 patients in a day. And when you're thinking about that as like a seven hour period, that's, that's a lot of patients. And so you often feel kind of stressed and rushed and it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling for the parents and the patients, and it's not a good feeling for the provider. And so this kind of takes the middleman out. The physicians and the providers aren't dependent upon insurance telling them what they're going to pay them for that visit. So, I mean, what's happening in these big practices is they have to see five, four to five patients an hour in order to get payment they need to be able to keep their lights on and their practice mm -hmm. running. And this model of care takes all that out. So it's just, it's a direct relationship between the provider and the patient. And What's nice about my favorite feature of this is that we really, instead of having 5,000 patients, we have a max of 500. For us, we might even actually cap it off at 400 or 350. And you just get to know them so well. You know their history. You know everything about them. And so when a parent calls with a concern, 
it's so easy to take care of them. And we have the ability to go to the home and do after hours visits and we have a HIPAA compliant app. And so it's just a very different level of care and quality of care than what you're going to get in a traditional office. I love the access piece too. I think that's like, I know that that is like obviously the biggest, one of the big benefits of concierge and you take it to a whole nother level, which I love about taking out the middleman and and making it very cost effective. I was actually looking at your website about how it was very cost effective and just how many times I think, I mean, I'm sure Bailey can say she's about to (laughs) approach this stage of life where it's like you had so many like, I wish I had someone to call just for like, or text Mm -hmm. who was very knowledgeable in the subject that could answer. And like, you know, we, I know we all have, I mean, everyone knows, you know, a doctor or nurse they could call, but nobody like to have direct access to your primary doctor for your infant who has, who knows all the history and has seen all the visits. That's priceless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, and it's great. I mean, I try to think of some of these examples is in the past, we would have, you know, in a traditional fee for service practice, if a parent, a new, say a newborn is, to the, according to the parent, is, is having breathing trouble. They're a new parent. They don't really understand what newborn breathing looks like, right? And they call you and it's the weekend. And they say, I, you know, my baby's having breathing trouble. All right, well, you got to go to the ER. When <laughs> some of those times, they definitely don't need to. And, you know, and now mm-hmm. you've sent this newborn to an ER where they sat for a while, probably got exposed to something else. And it's just, it's horrible, right? And I hated having to do stuff like that. Now, Like I said, we have this HIPAA compliant app. And so the second they say something like that, we FaceTime with them and we can do a little quick virtual visit and say, oh, nope, that's what we call newborn breathing patterns. This is what it looks like. Here's what's normal. Here's what the true like warning signs are or red flags are for breathing. And it just gives the parents so much knowledge and also just makes them feel so much better. Like they feel empowered of, oh, okay, now I know what this is. And you saved them a trip to the ER and a ton of worry and potential exposure. So it's great. I mean, Katie and I have laughed in the past about so many of our text messages are pictures of poop. <laughs> that. And yeah, it's nice being able to again say, hey, that looks totally fine. Don't worry about that. Or tell them, well, you know what? We want to look more into that. Let's, let's get them in. Yeah. So it's nice. And that's what I was going to say. Like as a, when I had crew, you know, everything is different for a first time parent. They you try to do as much research as you can, but sometimes kids just come up with weird (laughs) things and it would be really nice to just, instead of having to go to the office and do all the, you know, everything you have to do to just even get them there, even schedule them to send someone a video or a picture and say like, Hey, is this normal? Or yeah, do you think I need to, we need to look into this further. And that would have just given I think me so much more peace of mind, especially as a first time parent. I think one of the things Katie, my partner and I have noticed is so many of the things parents go to the office for is really not necessary. Mm -hmm. So a perfect example of that is having a patient reach out and say, Hey, we're out of my kiddo's eczema cream. Well, in old practices, we would have to say, okay, sorry, let's, let's schedule an appointment, get you in. Even though, you know, the kid has eczema, you know, what cream they've had in, in the past, but you don't get paid unless you have mm-hmm. that office visit, right? And so you bring them in. And again, they're sitting in a waiting room full of sick kids and all you needed was your eczema cream. Well, now they just say, hey, we're short on our eczema cream. And we're like, okay, sending in it now, done. They don't even need to come into the office. They don't even, you know, they don't really need to do much other than send us a quick text. <laughs> so it's it's just 
It's great. Honestly, it feels great as a provider. And we're finding that parents are really happy and it just takes a lot off of their plate too. One less thing they have to worry about. And something you said that I wasn't really thinking about is I feel like you get the chance that a primary care doctor in an office would probably like to do, but doesn't have time is to actually educate the parent versus just solving, just solving the issue of like, all right, this is what, you know, this is what it is. Here it is. Like just what you said with the infant breathing thing, you just taught that new mom a whole new, like, you know, it's, and everyone's like, you know, you just, you don't naturally, I mean, I know we have these natural maternal instincts, but there's a lot of things that come up and like, I didn't, how would I naturally know how to do that unless I was trained or educated? And I think you're, it sounds like you get the opportunity via FaceTime call or whatever to actually educate the parent, the mom, whoever on what to do the next time that situation happens or like things to look for. It's just cool that there's an education piece versus just a solution. Absolutely. Well, so much of pediatrics is education. It means mm-hmm. almost the parents are almost more of your patient than, than the kid is, right? Because they're yeah. also your eyes and ears the majority of the time. And so we we need parents, right? We need them to tell us what their concerns are because the mom gut is a serious thing. Mm-hmm. I always tell parents, like if something is tickling your mom butt, your mom gut, I want to know about it. Because you do know your kid best. And so especially when it comes to developmental things, you know, I I love that a parent can text me and say, hey, my 15-month-old, their words aren't continuing to come. I feel like we kind of stopped at mama, dada. And that gives us the opportunity to intervene so much earlier than having to wait another three months, which at that age is a huge amount of time. So there's just so many benefits to it. And it's I love the educational piece. I really, I really do. And we've had people ask us, well, if you say you're 24 seven, are you guys just on all the time? Do you get calls all throughout the night? And the answer is no. I mean, at one point, this is a couple months ago, I looked back and I was like, in the last year and a half, I think I've had maybe 15 overnight calls and they're all hundred percent necessary. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that the parents did that. But you know, our well checks are an hour. Our sick visits are 30 minutes. So we we answer all the questions and we go over everything in those appointments rather than waiting for the question to come up and then the parents freaking out after hours. So wonderful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering, is there, was there like a key moment that you personally decided I want to pursue this type of medicine? Like, was there a aha, aha moment or just like evolution of like everything you've gone through of thinking this is what your next step? I think it was just a lot of little things that built up. There definitely was an aha moment during the pandemic where I, you know, I was realizing that I was missing everything with my little kids. I was never home the hours that they were awake. I was working a ton and I didn't feel like I was providing the care that I wanted to provide. I was seeing so many patients that it was really like a revolving door. And one of the reasons I went into, you know, switched out of a specialty into primary care was that I I wanted to be a, a big part of that story. I wanted to see them as they got bigger and stronger and they're doing better and they're growing. And I wanted that continuity of care, which you don't often get in, you know, the more acute settings. So I think it was that it was one of those days where I had seen a ton of kids. And then I was on call that that weekend and was talking to a lot of the same people I'd seen in the office and realizing it's because we didn't have enough time to address all those things while they were there. And um, yeah, and it was one of those things where I was just like, I this this isn't, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel morally okay with this level of care and there's got to be a better way. And one thing led to another and we, we kind of figured out what direct primary care was and jumped at it. That's cool. I feel like that's a lot of, a lot of people we interview at Bailey, don't you think? It's like, well, there's always this moment where we have the same thing. It's like, well, 
no one's doing it, so we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just jump right into it and we'll figure it out al- along the way. <laughs> yeah. So for you, like if you were to have a new patient sign up, how are off- office visits handled? And like, are they coming to you? Or are you coming to them? What does that look like? It's a little bit of both. If, for instance, it's a newborn, we go to the home exclusively for the first three months of the in, of the infant's life for, oh, for multiple reasons. One is the mom's already got enough on her plate. I remember showing up to yeah. my six-week postpartum appointment with my son in tow in the middle of the winter and got to my appointment and realized I still had my slippers on. <laughs> and it's like yeah. snowing outside. I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is happening. And I just walked in with my slippers on. I was like, sorry, guys. I mean, I got him already, but I forgot about it. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so much. And then a lot of times, sometimes there's a toddler in tow too, and you're not allowed to even carry all these things, right? And so you're trying to figure out how to get to the office. And that's just another thing on a mom's plate. And so we take it off for that reason, as well as vaccines. I mean, I don't want these little newborns who aren't vaccinated yet coming into offices and getting sick. Granted, that doesn't happen at ours because it's one patient in at a time. We don't even have a waiting room. But I mean, it's it's just another thing to keep them safe from not having to go out into public until they are at least have their first round of vaccines. And it's it's been great. And it kind of allows those moms to get their feet on the ground and kind of figure out their new normal before they have to to do that. So that's cool. One of the biggest questions we get is what protein powder do you recommend? While there are many out there, not all are created equal. We always look for ones that are third-party tested, have no artificial ingredients, and have at least 20 grams or more of high-quality protein. Carrie and I have both been using Just Ingredients, which checks off all those boxes. I'm currently 27 weeks pregnant and have been using it for my entire pregnancy. I love that it contains collagen for extra glycine, which is needed during pregnancy and is overall pregnancy safe. And not only have I been using it daily, but I've been giving it to my kids as an after school snack. So we are happy to be partnering with Just Ingredients to give you 10% off your order. All you have to do is enter code FITMAMA, that's F-I-T-M-A-M-A at checkout. You can also click the link in our show notes to check the code out there. So you have like, is it just, you have a small office space. It looks like a, does it look like a traditional like primary care office? And then you also go to home visits? I wouldn't say it looks like a traditional office. No, it's definitely much smaller. We have two exam rooms and then kind of one big fun playroom that you walk into. And that's kind of where our desks are. And half of our appointments, we do just watching the kids play because you can tell so much what's going on with them developmentally just like that. Half of our exams, we're sitting on the floor playing with the kids while we're doing it. And because we can do that, because we have the time to do that. But yeah, getting back to your initial question, the first three months are always exclusively at the home. And then after that, it's kind of as needed. We have some kiddos who are on the spectrum that it's easier for us to go to the home for them. And so we do that. We have a lot of kids come into the office who do well with that. And then if it's after hours and they're sick, and it's easier for us to go to them than, than we go to them. So it just kind of depends. There's no, we don't have a rigid schedule. It's all about kind of what's working best for the family at the time. Very I love cool. that. It's kind of a little bit like back in the old days when the doctor actually did come to your house. And 
so it's a little bit of traditional and a little bit of new, which I, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it could be really helpful, especially in those newborn stages to have yeah. a doctor come visit you if there was an issue. Just because when I can so relate to the first time you're like taking your newborn to the doctor. And I, I remember when I did it and it, Kevin wasn't with me, my husband, and it was just a hot mess. Like getting out of the house for me with him as a first time parent was like the hardest thing ever. Just like getting myself ready, getting him ready, taking him there. I think I was like five minutes late. I felt really stressed. I, and I got there and I remember I was like, they're like, what's his birthday? And it was literally like six weeks ago. And I, I froze. I was like, I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I can't think of it right now. And they're and then it hit me like a couple seconds later. I was like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, no, this happens all the time. They actually made me feel better. But it is my point. It is a lot, yeah. especially for first timers. <laughs> yeah. So that's great that you actually go to them. Yeah. And, you know, and for second timers, because every kid loves to throw you a curveball. That's true. I'm sure I'll experience that. Yeah. You you have your first and you're like, all right, I got this. And then your second comes along and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> this is completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we're here for, for all of the stages and all the questions and, and really anything. So it's kind of, we tell them it's like, it's like basically having a provider in your family that you can, and that's what we want it to be like. We want them to feel like we are literally and figuratively in their corner. Yeah. I love that. I do too. I feel like one of, at least mine and probably a lot of the listeners first question when they hear concierge medicine is cost. Mm-hmm. No, cause it sounds, it's concierge. It sounds expensive. Right? <laughs> but when I was, especially when I was looking at your site and that's what, how would you, how do you describe or like maybe you kind of did a good job at the beginning of this talking about cost, but like I was just in my head when we were, I looked at your website a little bit about like how much your monthly fee is, which is very affordable. It's like probably less than what most moms are spending at Target every month. <laughs> For sure. But it is. And when you think about it, so I know, and I know a lot of people, I don't even want to say a lot of people, you know, most people who carry insurance think, well, I have this insurance. Maybe I don't want to do this. But I honestly think, like you said, if I have to call the doctor and then I have to go in for a visit and then I have to pay a copay when I could just pay a one time monthly fee for someone who knows the ins and outs, mm-hmm. wise to me, I don't feel like it would really be that m- more. Or if it is, not that much. Like for the, access and what and the ease of what you get. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's kind of something that we're we're telling a lot of people to do right now is anyone who is like, well, I'm just, you know, I don't want another cost. And I'm like, well, you need to you need to think about it this way. Number one is what kind of insurance do you have and what are you paying for? So we, you know, we always tell people this is a great model to get like a high deductible plan because you don't need all those little tiny things that you're paying extra for your monthly premiums. So maybe that brings your monthly premiums down several hundred dollars, which is already covering the cost of your membership at a place like this. So you're either make you're either coming out the same or maybe even a little bit less with us because then you also say, well, there's not going to be any urgent care visits because we're not sending any of our patients to urgent cares. We're not sending them to the ERs unless it's 100% necessary and we've already been there and ruled out that we can't do something ourselves. So overall, a lot of our patients have found that they did save a lot in their medical costs by switching to us. Another thing that we have mentioned is that you can use your HSA or FSA cards to pay for that membership fee. And so then you're getting tax-free 
money that you can use and you set aside for it. And so people who like to plan financially, this is perfect for them because you know exactly what your healthcare costs are going to be for your kids. I was just going to ask the HSA question because I think that's what we are every year we think about. Like we put this money into the account and it's like, what are you going to do with it? Like this would be an amazing use for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it gives you all the access that you need and, and, and the convenience. I mean, we have so many that And we also, what I love about this is we have the time to really talk with other specialists or with teachers or whatever it is. I mean, if we're, for instance, taking care of a kiddo who has ADHD and we're doing medication management for them, we're not just talking to the kid and the parents, we're talking to the school, we're talking to the teachers, we're really getting a clear idea of exactly what's going on so we know what we can do to help better. And you're just not going to get that kind of care in a traditional office because they just don't have the time for that. And it's it's not that they don't want to be doing that. I'm sure they all do. They just can't. (laughs) Just feel rushed. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember going with my kids. I mean, I feel like the point, I don't know what the time limits are, but it feels like, I mean, they were great about it, but still it felt like I was like, I feel like I'm on like a 15 minute like push here. (laughs) Yeah. What can I get out in 15 minutes? And it better be everything that I need answers to for the next three months, or I'm calling in again, and they're going to set up an appointment when I just have a quick question. Right. Exactly. Which I get, because if everyone just had a quick question, I mean, you know, the doctors are returning calls all night long. Right. You know, it's not, it's not the doctors and MPs fault. It's just, it's just the, the model, you know, Mm -hmm. it's how it's insurance. It's, it's, there's all sorts of factors, right? But it's not that these providers don't want to be doing all those things. I'm sure they do. They would love to. Just doesn't work in that model of care, which is why this movement is is so important to to myself and so many other who are switching to it. Is it puts the most important people back in charge, and that's the providers and the patients or the parents in in regards to pediatrics. But you know, it, it takes the middlemen out. You're not calling and getting nurse lines from us. You're just texting us directly and you're getting an answer directly from us. There's no wait to, you know, uh, one story that someone, when they switched to us, was telling us was that their son had some stomach pain and they called into their pediatrician and didn't hear back from them for like eight hours. And at that point, they were already at the ER and it turned out that he had appendicitis, you know? And so, and it had burst at that point. So it was way more expense, uh, expensive and extensive mm-hmm. than what it would have been if they had gotten an answer much sooner. Yeah. So there's just so many examples of how this model of care can, can help kids and adults. And we're pretty passionate about it at our office, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's several more that are in Indianapolis and they are all over the country. So for all of your listeners who you know aren't in Indiana, they can just Google direct primary care near me and tons of offices can can pop up. And I encourage people to do that because your health should should be in your hands, not in somebody else's. Mm-hmm. I was actually just going to ask you if this is something that is popping up more. And do, are you seeing a lot of doctors and nurse practitioners do what you did and leave and you know, the traditional type of medical practice and start to open up these Absolutely. types of medical offices? Absolutely. So they are, they're growing a lot. I would say it, it grew, it has been growing faster in, ad, in the adult world than what it has mm-hmm. in pediatrics, but it's definitely growing now. The, it's picking up and becoming more and more popular because, you know, providers are sick of the problems with healthcare right now. Everyone's burnt out. Patients are burnt out. They don't feel well taken care of and providers are burnt out because they feel like they can't care for people the way they want to. And that's really hard on 
on us. And so it's it's nice to have another option and it's nice to be able to educate people on that option so that they can do what's best for them. I mean, for some people, it might not be right and that's okay. But I think the majority of people would really benefit and love this type of care. And so I'm happy to see that it continues to grow. And I hope it, I, and my guess is that it will a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we really wanted to have you on because to be honest and transparent, I just don't think a lot of people know about it. I don't mm-hmm. think they know that it exists unless you either saw it on like social media or you know some uh, you know someone who has moved themselves or their child to this type of style of medicine cuz i feel like it's like i said it's not necessarily new because they were kind of doing it years and years and years ago but it's coming back yeah and obviously there's different pieces to it and it's probably a lot better than it was back in the day day but i honestly don't think a lot of people know about it yeah. So I think educating people about it is huge. Yeah, it 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 really is. And I also think people hear we say concierge style because that's kind of what direct primary care is. You're getting that level of care without the additional costs mm-hmm. with, with traditional concierge medicine. But this is a huge movement movement that is popping up and growing all over the country. And so I, I just encourage people to look up direct primary care because that's probably what they're wanting. I mean, for some concierge might be it, right? If if you have the money to to be able to go both ways and have insurance and pay the monthly fees and that's not a concern for you, then by all means, wonderful. But we wanted to make sure that we were more accessible and affordable to everyone. We wanted to be able to serve the community in that way. And I think that's how a lot of direct primary care providers feel. Yeah. I love that. Because it, I was talking to my husband about this the other day. I feel like especially when it comes to payments and billing, we'll get a bill. And I was like, I thought I already paid that like at the office. And then come to find out we did already pay it, but then I paid it again because I got a bill for it and I like couldn't remember. And then of course they go back and they make it right, but it's just so confusing. Mm -hmm. So I like that this kind of takes the guesswork out and it's just the same, you know, every month. Yeah. Because I think the medical billing system is just... Oh, it's just insane to me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. I mean, I know that you're getting ready for baby number two, and it would be very like you should ask for an itemized bill from oh, your yeah. birth just to see <laughs> what they charge for like the simplest things. And it's it's just really unfortunate. There's none of that here, so you know exactly what your costs are going to be for the year assuming there's no catastrophic events, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're not getting, you know, you can take your five-year-old to the pediatrician and have your copay for who knows, $30 or whatever it is, but then they need to be tested for flu or they need to be tested for strep or whatever. And then you're getting that bill a month or two later. And so there's all these little additional things that get tagged on and it'd be very interesting for a family to track what they pay one year and then see what the difference would be if they had been in direct primary care. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Well, Elizabeth, I want you to tell us a little bit more about your practice specifically. So your quarter pediatrics is the name of your practice for people who are local here to Indianapolis, where you and I are from. First, where are you located? And then where can our listeners find slash contact you? Sure. We are located right in the heart of Broad Ripple. Our, that's where our brick and mortar office is. We do have a 
parking lot. So parking is not an issue, which can sometimes be a, a problem <laughs> in Broad Ripple. Especially at Broad Ripple, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we do have that, which makes it nice and easy. And But we also, like I said, we'll do home visits and, and, and that kind of thing as well. So we're kind of all over the place. So we have people up in Westfield and Carmel. We have people downtown Indianapolis. We have people in Brownsburg. So it's a wide range of, of area. And it's easy to find us. We're on social media. So you can find us on Facebook. It's just your corner pediatrics. Same with Instagram. And then our website as well. We are trying to learn other things, but Katie and I, technology and social media is all somewhat new to us. That was not something that we ever learned until we became business owners. So we're learning as we go with all of that. And all your spare time? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we have a lot more of it now. That's true. That's true. I will say it does feel like sometimes like 50% of what we're doing is trying to learn these types. I know. I know that was us too. I mean, when we very first, I feel like we have a handle on it now, but uh, it took some time (laughs) just to figure. And it's always changing. I swear it's, it's a learning curve every day. Yeah. Once I get one thing down, then you find out, well, that's, you know, that kind of reel is not popular anymore. I'm like, Oh goodness gracious. (laughs) I just want to help people. (laughs) Well, And honestly, that's why I think, you know, doing podcasts and honestly, word of mouth is probably really big for you, you guys. Uh, so I think hopefully, you know, a lot of people listening to this, we do have a lot of local indie listeners, obviously, because that's where I'm from. And then Carrie was from the mid, was from the Midwest. She's in Florida now. <laughs> the Florida now. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, more people will learn about you and you get the word out and you see some, uh, new patients come along your way. That's my my hope for you and for this. Fantastic. We are accepting new patients still at this point, but like most direct primary care practices, you, you will max out at some point because yeah. you want to be able to provide that same level of care always to your mm-hmm. patients. So we haven't decided exactly what our max is going to be, but we're thinking somewhere around three or 400. So we won't be open forever unless we yeah. want to bring someone else on. But yeah, for mm-hmm. right now, we are accepting new patients. Oh, that's good to know. And if you're outside of Indiana, then they can just like search direct primary care and offices will pop up. I miss near me offices will pop up. Absolutely. There is, you know, we opened with the help of a local company called Freedom HealthWorks. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what they do. And they have a site where if you wanted to look up anyone that they've helped open, they they list everyone nationwide that That is around. So that's one easy way to look it up. But you can just Google direct primary care near me. A lot of times it'll be like a family practice. So they'll see both adults and pediatrics. We knew that we just wanted to do peds. And so we are only pediatrics. But there's option. There's pediatric practices and there's family practices and there's adult only. So there's something for everyone. Awesome. Yeah. I was when we we just moved to Florida and that was I was starting to ask the network down here of like who, you know. Who should I get? I need a primary. I need a pediatric, a pediatrician. And one of the referral links was a direct care. So I'm now that now we've had this podcast, I need to look at it. Yeah, for sure. I know of quite a few pediatric DPCs down there that are phenomenal. So do you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to get those from you. Yeah, that's, yeah, I hope to find out after after recording. You can tell me where you're located, and I can see if it matches up with the ones that I know. But yes, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on. I'm yes, I thank was, you. 
Yeah, I was really excited about this topic because I think I think it's important for people who to understand that you have way more options than just traditional options and that it, you know, as soon as you said people say concierge, like some, a lot of people just won't even look into it because they're like, it just sounds like I can't afford it. Right. So I think hopefully this conversation and dialogue brought that to people's attention that like, it's just a new model. It's a new model of maybe taking more control of your health. So we appreciate it. You were, mm-hmm. gave a lot of great insight and I'm excited. I'm excited about what this can do for families. I probably including myself, cause I've, I've been very interested in it. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your time and for what you guys do. Cause I think, you know, not everyone that's not everyone takes the leap into doing what you do. I think it takes providers like you and your business partner to step out and say, we're going to do things a little differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I know that we're both so happy. It's definitely scary. It's, I think it's scary mm-hmm. for anyone to, to leave a job that you know is paying your bills and is safe to, to do something like this. But I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who's done it, who has regretted it. So, and I, and I know that the patients feel the same way. So something's obviously is doing something right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, thanks so much for having me, ladies. It's been a blast. Anyone wants to, they're free to reach out to us. We're happy to help them answer any questions or help them find practices near them or whatever it is that they need. We're, we're happy. Whatever helps the direct primary care movement, we're here for it. So, Well, we love that. And we will be sure to put all of your information in our show notes and on our social media so our listeners can find you that way as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And until next time, everyone, we'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You can find us on Instagram at fitmomin30. That's F-I-T-M-A-M-A-I-N-3-0. And let us know what you liked about this episode. We love hearing your feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show on our website, www.fitmomain30.com, along with our programs for prenatal, postnatal, and beyond. Until next time, bye mamas. Bye.